that will take place uh, probably sometime in early to mid-September uh, will occur after the holiday, after Labor Day. But you'll have all traffic on I-75 maintained on the southbound side of the freeway. Northbound traffic, two lanes. Southbound, two lanes separated by one of those temporary concrete barriers. And uh, that will allow for the northbound reconstruction to begin from uh, Coolidge to north of Squirrel uh, and, uh, and allow them to do bridge replacement uh, northbound 75 over Adams and um, I-70, northbound I-75 over East Square Lake Road, um, as well as the Squirrel Road overpass. All those three bridges will be reconstructed this fall along with the pavement. So how long will this project take and how much will it cost? This project is segment one of the I-75 modernization. It's a $90 million investment, uh, uh, 80% of that covered by the Federal Highway Administration because it is an interstate freeway. Uh, We're looking right now at uh, working through mid-December, mid to late December. Uh, We fully anticipate having all the barrels removed by uh, the Christmas holiday, and then uh, wait until next spring when the weather breaks, and then start on rebuilding the southbound side. And this stretch will take about two years, I understand? That is correct, right. Each segment uh, we anticipate taking two years, starting a new segment on even-numbered years. Now, this part, is this the part that costs $91 million or is the whole project $91 million? No, no, the whole project we are estimating right now in about $1.2, billion. Uh, that's in year of expenditure dollars, so we're factoring in inflation rates. Uh, but no, this this first segment is uh, about $91 million, uh, and it includes uh, the, probably one of the most significant safety upgrades on this entire 18-mile stretch, which is the realignment of the freeway and the modernization of the Square Lake Road interchange from northbound 75, so traffic will not be exiting or entering the freeway in the left lane. When it's completed, it will be standard right lane movements. And this is part of the eventual widening of 75 through Oakland County. Uh, How long will that take? Well, again, uh, we're looking at uh, eight construction segments, approximately 16 years uh, before everything is completed. Uh, in right now, the additional lane in each direction uh, is being added. Um, it will operate as Michigan's first HOV lane on a freeway uh, when it is finally completed. But uh, at this point in time, the crash data really reflects a congestion issue. Uh, this 18-mile stretch of I-75 averages uh, about a thousand crashes per year. One in every five accidents results in some sort of injury. And essentially, most of the crashes occur in dry conditions, and the most frequent crash is a rear-end collision, which really signifies a capacity issue, a capacity problem, meaning there's just not in, there's too many cars for the roadway, for the pavement that we have out there. So uh, the modernization will improve interchanges, obviously improve bridges, uh, improve the road surface, the driving surface, but the modernization will take a freeway that was built in the 1960s and bring it up to 21st century design standards, which will make the operation of it much safer.
Which brings me to a question I was going to ask. Uh, One of the concerns about the project is that the money being used for it uh, could or should be used uh, on mass transit. Uh, The theory is that efficient mass transit would reduce freeway congestion and mitigate the need uh, for a project like this. And you mentioned some of those numbers. I was going to ask what studies have been done to support the reconstruction uh, and what kind of traffic data do you have, such as how many drivers use that route every day? Well, in that 18-mile stretch... uh, I-75 in Oakland County is over 100,000 a day. Some areas, it's about 104,000. Other areas, it jumps to about 160, 170,000 vehicles per day. Uh, and the crash data we used was the latest five-year crash data that was uh, available. But it's interesting, uh, the argument that uh, has been made, you know, there is state and federal law that limit the eligibility of highway funds to be used for transit capital investments. Um, Again, the Federal Highway Administration is paying 80% of this. Uh, We fully um, support the creation of the RTA, uh, but regional transit needs to secure its own funding. We have a lot of needs out there in terms of bridges, in terms of roadways. So it's not just about moving people. It's about moving people safely. Um, we have some reconstructions that need to come up, that need to occur. I-94, we have some bridges that are over 60, 70 years old on that corridor that need to be replaced. And 59 needs to be rebuilt. So there are a lot of needs out there, Pat. And we understand everybody's uh, concern with the additional lane, but the safety numbers do prove it. As far as this first part is concerned, uh, is there a detour around it that people can use? Well, there's no detour because the roadway is open, uh, and, and everybody asks me that. And it's impossible to know where everybody's point of destination is. There, there are alternate routes, and, and we do you know, really recommend that people, if they are adamant about it, seek uh, an alternate route that works best for them. That may take a week or two uh, before you can really fully... Uh, you know, determine is this alternate route I'm taking saving me time or um, do I work my way through the construction zone? A lot, it depends on how many people are using that alternate route that works best for you.